If you want to experience more pleasure, confidence, flow, and truly expressing your femininity, it's time to create intimacy with your body. And in this episode, we'll go down there. Yes, we will. It is time to also talk about your yoni, your womb, your pelvis, all of these beautiful parts of your feminine body. And how do you create intimacy with yourself? And what are the effects of this? What are the benefits of this? And also what gets in the way? Welcome back to the Vibrant Flow Podcast. So I asked you on Instagram again, what do you want me to cover next time or in the next episode? And the most votes got how to create intimacy with your body. And so we're continuing on with the theme of rebuilding and reconnecting with your feminine body and rebuilding that relationship with your feminine body and why it is so important if you want to live a vibrant life, a life of feminine power, of presence and living in your purpose, being in service and pleasure. There's a bliss point of service and pleasure and that is what I believe we all have and we all get to sort of discover within and by trying out things, taking action, aligned action and intuitive action to see where that bliss point is for us or what that bliss point is for us. But if we want to experience this, we need to create intimacy with our body. So some of the things um, related to this, I've already covered in the last few episodes around how to feel good, how to feel better, um, your morning routine for pleasure and all of these things. So check those out if you haven't listened to them yet. Um, So we're going to cover why is it important for vibrant living very quickly, how to create intimacy and then what gets in the way. Uh, Just recapping some of those things because... um, some of them we've already talked about in previous episodes so why is it important for vibrant living for feminine living for you to experience feminine power peace and purpose well if you want to live pain-free or if you want to allow your body to heal because the thing is your body knows how to heal even if you've struggled with something for for 10 years or more your body knows how to heal But we get in the way. There are so many things that can get in the way and we don't always see that. And I know the frustration and the pain when you don't know and you're just trying to seek uh, for solutions and it seems like no one can offer them to you. But rest assured, there are solutions. And and that is why one of the reasons why i created the seven pillars of vibrancy because in my healing journey from chronic pain um this was one of the key things creating intimacy with my body rewiring my brain renewing my mind emotional processing 
get in touch with those deeper suppressed and repressed emotions that I didn't even know were there, like anger and rage and sadness that I wasn't even conscious of. But if you want to allow your body to heal, you have to have a, an intimate relationship with it. Otherwise, there's always this gap, this chasm between you and healing, that you are keeping yourself away from healing. If you want to experience more flow, more magnetism, more pleasure and confidence, like who doesn't want these things? Who doesn't want to experience these things and just be free in your authentic feminine expression? I don't know, but honestly, confidence isn't something that you can buy. Is not something that is fixed when you get something done or when you get that new dress or you get that boyfriend or a certain type of husband or whatever it is. Um, not that there's something wrong with getting a dress or getting a treatment or getting your hair done or any of these things. They can be wonderful ways of expressing love to yourself and appreciation but but if you would don't have intimate uh, an intimate relationship with ourselves we can't really experience confidence because we're just stuck in our heads analyzing trying to control trying to micromanage ourselves to be whatever it is that we have this idea that co that a confident woman is and looks like and behaves like but honestly we're just lacking that connection so how do we create intimacy so many of the like the basic bigger principles i've already talked about so now we're going to go deeper into the intimate parts of your body because it's important we need to have these discussions so, well, let's start with the uh, basic ones that need to be in place, like dropping down into your body daily. It would be so easy for me right now to be stuck inside my head thinking, okay, what I'm going to say next? What's the next sentence? Did I say that last one correctly? Did I say everything right? Did I, you know, did I just nail it or, oh my gosh, what I said, it was just, it didn't make sense. And my goodness, like my brain isn't working and um, I shouldn't even do this in English because it's not my first language and I could just go on and on and on. <laughs> and um, not really conducive to being in the flow or enjoying this or even getting the point across that I'm trying to make. It's not just the words I'm using. Someone might be using minimal amount of words, but their transmission could be extremely powerful because it's more than words it's your presence your energy your intention and how you're living in your body how you're rooted in your body and not floating as this head right or trying to figure things out trying to do it right and correctly and it's just so constrictive and oh it just doesn't feel good right so dropping down with your breath Connecting with your pelvis, connecting with your belly, your feet, your heart space, relaxing your shoulders. From this space, you want to be communicating. From this space, you want to 
be asking the questions, okay, what am I to do next? What's the next step for me? And learning to map your pelvic bowl, your feminine center. Like we're talking your pelvis, your hip structure, your womb, your vaginal canal, your cervix, your vulva, the, the whole thing. Creating a relationship with this area is so important if even if you're not like this is not about being sexually active this we're not talking we're not even talking about sex here we're talking about your enjoyment in the day-to-day for you to live a pain-free life okay and of course then it translates to the bedroom but this is this goes beyond that aspect of our lives. This is about you reclaiming everything that is you. Not just, you know, parts of yourself. Yeah, I'm fine with this and I'm fine with that. But honestly, I don't even have a relationship with down there. I don't have a relationship with my yoni. I, I just, you know, I don't go there because that's awkward. That's weird. And I was never taught to do that. And why would I do that? And it's just easier to, you know, live like it doesn't exist. Like, yeah, I go to, you know, I go pee every day, but that's about it. (laughs) It doesn't work. If we want to create holistic well-being, then it makes no sense for us to reject one part of our body and embrace another. It just doesn't. Okay, so the mapping out your pelvic bowl that you can practice with like visualizations, sort of meditative, like you're just dropping down, visualizing. I have all of these practices in my coaching program and even the free ones that I have available will help you start to create this practice on a daily basis so that you can strengthen your neural pathways, your neural connections between your brain and that particular area of your body, especially if you're numb down there or if you're hypertonic to, um, excuse me, too tense um, down there or if you need to strengthen that area as well. So it starts with strengthening that connection, mind-body connection for more sensitivity, for more presence, for more flow so that you can literally allow for more flow of blood or fluids of everything so that you get to have um, a vibrantly working pelvis. Right. And in the cases where there's too much pain or sensitivity, let's say um, that someone is uh, dealing with vaginismus, which is a pain condition of the vagina, right? So they cannot penetrate because it just hurts so much, right? And it's underneath this umbrella of, of chronic pain conditions, Right. So in that case, what you're learning to do and what you need to learn to do and practice is dialing down the fear response. And this way, repatterning the nervous system 
creating safety. We always start with this, <laughs> with my clients, creating safety in the body. And there's lots more that we can't really go into in this episode. Um, but just to mention that, that sometimes it is the case that there's too much sensitivity. Um, that is the case with um, a lot of chronic pain conditions. That the brain is just like high alert all the time. Um, thinking that there's a threat that you need to be alert to and it's sending these signals of pain for no good reason so there's a there's a program running and it goes goes deeper into your emotional health and all of these things but we're not going to go into that right now so moving on if you want to create an intimate relationship with your body you also get to touch or use touch as a tool so when we are sort of re-establishing a relationship with our yonis your vulva your vagina all of that everything that goes down there your cervix your womb Sometimes it's too much to go down there and actually touch. So we'll start with just connecting, creating that mind-body connection, working on those limiting beliefs, working on the fears, releasing the fears. But if we are able to move forward, then just introducing your own touch is great with no pressure to create anything or fix anything using your hands gently with care and bringing that touch so that again it can strengthen the neural pathways the neural connections because you're bringing your own sense of touch into this equation and so touching that area perhaps you're just staying outside touching your vulva or your vaginal opening and just asking if you feel like you want to go inside then you need to ask like is it a yes a no or a maybe and tuning in to actually listen because this practice helps you then with actual like if, if you are having sex with your husband you know better because you have this relationship and that you know the communication is working you know when it's a yes when it's a no when it's a maybe i you know i need more sort of look presence i need more lubrication whatever and you also get to map out the canal if you decide to go inside if it is a yes and with clean hands by the way <laughs> just just saying clean hands uh, maybe using a lubricant maybe using coconut oil or some other oil that is antibacterial and um, just bringing this gentle touch 
And you can even do this with your cervix to again map out because we, we don't have this touch connection with these areas unless we give it to ourselves. It's actually hard to map out your yoni and your vagina because, well, first of all, you don't see it. It's kind of like hidden there. And um, the only way a lot of women can create this or have been creating this is through the penetration of a man's penis. But it helps, it's more potent when you use your own fingers because then you just, you have that amplified uh, sensory, um, sensory ability there at play to map out that area and to just breathe and release what is coming up because it, this is an emotional practice just as much as it is a body-based practice, a somatic practice. And using your fingers is easier than using sometimes a dilator or a glass wand or something like that. Um, because again, you have that sensory input there of your own fingers and strengthening that connection with your brain. And with that mind and, and remapping, like uh, renewing that relationship and connection, remapping that area so that you can bring back sensitivity if there's numbness, so that you can release the emotional blocks that you carry down there. So many of us carry so much down there. It's just sitting in the <laughs> tissues, right? Because it's constriction. It's emotionally, um, emotionally created constriction that sits down there or numbness you know your your body is seeing that it's not safe to be online so it shuts down <clears throat> okay so if we want to bring in a visual sense which is also part of how you can strengthen that relationship with this body part of yours is to yoni gaze with a mirror and this can be like whoa okay <laughs> and i get you i get you it can feel really odd at first but honestly it can be so nourishing and liberating in so many ways because again we don't see down there it's really really hard to see without a mirror and just consider like a man because of the male anatomy he sees his thing <laughs> whenever he wants to whenever he goes to the toilet it's just it's not even a thing like don't look at it or don't touch it it's not a thing but for women for some reason it is like don't don't look at it don't touch it just shove it aside bad 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 like can we just take a beat and ask ourselves why why is that yeah we know many of the reasons like it's there's a lot of conditioning there's a lot of beliefs that 
may not actually be factual or may not be true, but we still believe them. But anyway, just I find it so fascinating that with a man because of the anatomy, right? It's so so easy for him to 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 um, get to know his penis, to to see it, to touch it, and all of you know all of the things that he he sees because it's all out outside his body, basically. But for us, because it's these parts of our um, our sexuality and this deep part where we create life, it's not visible to us. It's easier for us to think that it's something that needs to stay hidden from ourselves. But that doesn't need to be the case. And just like a man wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I can't look at it. Like, close your eyes. I can't, no, I can't look at it. I can't touch it. That's bad. <laughs> like, you don't have to take that attitude either. And so I find that mirror gazing is actually the first time I did it. It was, it was beautiful. Like, I was just like in awe because I had never really taken the time or a mirror to look at what it looks like down there. And it really did strengthen my relationship with that part of myself and my femininity. Because I allowed myself to see what kind of a woman I am. I allowed myself to see um, the miraculous part of my body that is my vulva. And so there was no just like like ickiness, no just it wasn't disgusting or anything. It, It was... I was just curious, like, bring in that childlike curiosity and awe and wonder, like, wow, this is the body that God has created, and I haven't even looked at it before. And it's so just incredible how complex and wonderful the design really is. And this way, you again you create intimacy with yourself and it does have an effect on your feminine presence because you're not you you don't have these parts of yourself that are sort of foreign to you if you get what i'm trying to say here so mirror gazing with no judgment just curiosity and you can also bring in that touch um just, you know, spending time with yourself, right? You know love languages. You know the five basic love languages. Words of appreciation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, all of these things. So, okay, well, how can you show love to your body? Are you spending time with yourself ever? And so I found that spending time with this part of me that is the seat of my feminine biological creational power it it was a way for me to show love to myself and appreciation and gratitude 
had nothing to do with like self-worship or becoming self-obsessed or something like that. No, if anything, it just increases my humility and, 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 and being just humbled in front of this incredible design. But I know now that I need to have an intimate relationship with this part of myself if I want to enjoy everything that comes with being a woman, comes with being a wife, right? So again, when you bring that visual sense into the picture, your visual cortex, it strengthens that brain-body connection. So touch, visual, uh, sense, all of these, it, they help you create intimacy with your pelvis, uh, with that area. Right. And then we could talk about yoni eggs. I just want to um, mention it here because I do find that yoni eggs are a beautiful way to sensitize or resensitize and strengthen and revitalize. Um, allow your body to create natural lubrication and just again map out or map those connections between your brain and that part of your body so yoni eggs they need to be quality quality eggs for sure and cannot be porous don't want to shove anything down there that isn't um, isn't completely uh, safe right um, but um, I found that they are really beautiful in creating this intimate relationship with yourself. And again, the use of these, it, it, it doesn't have to be about, oh, I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to get an orgasm. No, it, it, it's just about creating that relationship, creating intimacy, creating presence so that you can drop down easily in front of, uh, in the middle of a presentation and you drop down to your pelvis because you've been practicing this connection to your body so that you're not stuck inside your head because you, you used to have a numb pelvis. You used to have numbness all over. And this helps with unraveling all of that and creating that revitalized juicy uh, present uh, presence that is your feminine gift and your feminine power and of course if it feels pleasurable beautiful beautiful but that does not have to be the end goal and, and in fact if you go do any of these things with an end goal of uh, you know I tr I'm trying to get an orgasm then that pressure just puts you in your head and it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So no expectations, no judgment, curiosity and appreciation and gratitude. And if you don't feel anything when you do any of these things that I've mentioned at first, that's okay. At first it may be so if, if there's been a lot of numbness down there or... Let's say you, you don't even feel anything when you have sex with your husband. Um, it may take time. But you are not broken. Okay? So being devotional to these things over time will create an effect. Will create 
a change, a difference. Alright, the next on the list we have beauty rituals. With oils, beautiful natural oils, lotions, masks, foot baths, whatever you have. And self-massage, like I've talked about breast massage, giving yourself a breast massage with some natural oils or, or some lotion, oils are better for that. Uh, and it's so beautiful, such a beautiful gift you can give yourself. And again, I used to have just so many like apprehensions around that. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's weird. I don't even like my breasts. But here's the thing. It helped me create that relationship with this body part again. And it helped me love myself with the small breasts that I have. And actually be so at home in my body, feeling more confident. So breast massage is a beautiful way to increase your confidence, your radiance, and tuning into your feminine center. You know, our breasts are like uh, an extension of our hearts (laughs) in many ways, and, and they also are, for many women, the gateway to sexual arousal if um if that's something you think about well how do i get myself going massaging your breasts or having your your husband massage your breasts it's a beautiful way to to open your heart because a woman cannot receive with a closed heart you can't receive solutions and you can't receive physical pleasure if your heart is closed If you're stuck inside your mind and you're just trying to get aroused (laughs) or trying to get a solution, trying to figure things out from this dry state of being. So allow it to be this nourishing ritual that you do perhaps before or after you take a shower. It doesn't have to take long, but it can be transformative. And from a fellow woman who has had a difficult relationship with herself, accepting herself, her body, um, I can totally say that these things have created such a difference. And I can vouch for the fact that confidence is not found outside of you. It is found when you create this beautiful, luscious relationship with your femininity and your feminine body and beauty rituals these intimacy rituals they are just like well you know taking care of yourself self-care well-being 101 for the feminine woman for any woman for that matter really and also i love when i heard like people talk about this on instagram that they roll around naked in clean sheets in their bed. I thought that was just so playful and um, a lovely way, again, to get into that free, sensual, vibrant state of being. And it's also, it has this childlike innocence about it. It's just, you know, no one is seeing you. 
you're just being and enjoying yourself. Um, so if you feel comfortable and you are alone at home or if you're with your partner, uh, why not? Um, of course, uh, maybe not in front of other people or your, or maybe your kids. I don't know. It depends on what your your principles are. But especially if you're alone at home, be naked. <laughs> Sounds so stupid, I guess, in, in, in a way, but it's not. It's not. Because you, what you are doing is you are tapping into that playful, free energy that you used to have as a baby, as a child. There was no like self-hatred, self-critical critical thoughts and this analysis of what do I look like? What do my thighs look like? What does my butt look like? No, you're just enjoying yourself and taking that moment. So perhaps it's a thing that you'd like to try. I loved it. It was so freeing. And again, it doesn't have to take long. And it can be just something that you incorporate into your feminine ritual, your feminine self-care, just tapping into this playful energy within. And oh my goodness, my dear wives, your husbands will thank you for it. When you are in this vivacious, playful energy and you finally allow yourself to be there and to express this part of yourself, it's just, he's going to love it. Okay, just saying, just saying. <laughs> So these are some of the things that I wanted to share. And there's more, I'm sure. And again, real quickly, what gets in the way for us to do these, that we're getting into these things and, and, and trying these things out and creating a devotional relationship with, with our bodies is, again, unconscious beliefs of all kinds, social, familial, religious conditioning that your body is bad or that you're not worthy of it or that it's, a, it's an unworthy way of spending your time, your mother wounds, the way your mother modeled to you how she appreciated or didn't appreciate herself or uh, how she took care of herself or denied care, caring for herself in many ways or said that no, I'm just going to serve everyone else with her actions, not with her words, but with her actions saying that, yes, I'm going to take care of everyone else. I'm going to deny what I need, deny my needs, and God is going to take care of me. And then God cannot even bring these solutions to her life because she has shut the door to anything else than what she thinks she's worthy of. So there are many ways our mothers model to us if we're worthy, how they talked about themselves, if they berated themselves in front of you, if they criticized themselves in front of you, if they never prioritized their well-being in front of you. That's what you got from, from that relationship. And it's a lot stronger. It sticks way harder than what they tell you with their words. And they, there may be like fear of hedonism, a Jezebel spirit, self-worship, all these things that we, from a spiritual perspective, 
um, we can talk about because they are still definitely there. Um, looping around in women's heads and thinking that if I prioritize myself in this way, it's just bad, it's, it's sinful, or or I, I shouldn't even, you know, consider these things. And in terms of, like, self-worship, <laughs> I just want to say this, like, think about it. Like, we don't fear, we're not afraid of adoring a newborn baby, we're not afraid of adore, adoring something incredible that we see in nature, or or if we have a beautiful person in our lives, a friend or a loved, loved one, uh, our spouse, and we're not afraid of expressing that and just being in awe of that and being curious around that. But then when it's about us and our bodies, we're like, nope, I'm not going to go there. I will not even look at myself and I will not love myself because that is egotistical. And the truth is that when we deny that and we're just stuck in that self-criticism, that is when we're stuck in thinking about ourselves. Me, 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 me. From that ego space. There's no flow. There's no freedom. There's no real service. Because we're stuck. All right. And then there's numbness, being in the masculine all the time, like man-moding everything, trying to live like a man, uh, not taking care of our bodies and our cyclical beingness, our cycle, um, our hormones, uh, living in the head, pain, discomfort, all these things, expectations that we pile and pile on ourselves, trying to be the perfect mother who isn't sexual, who isn't sensual, who who does not need to take care of herself because she needs to take care of everyone else and be the perfect model of a woman who does not take care of her, who, who takes care of everyone else but herself and is the image of self-sacrifice. She's the Martha, right, in that equation. But instead... We get to change that belief, drop down in our bodies, and just receive. And also the belief that life is not about enjoying yourself, that life needs to be a struggle for it to be worthy of something. I've talked about this before because it's one of the things that I unconsciously carried around. The things need to be hard for them to be worthy of my time, for them to be worthwhile. It needs to be a struggle. It needs to be hard. It needs to be painful for this to be a life worth living or a life righteously lived. But these are beliefs that we get to question. Are they actually in alignment with the truth, with scripture, with what we know and what you know actually supports your well-being and your ability to enjoy life and also be in service to others, to be a wonderful wife, to be a wonderful woman, to be a wonderful friend, an inspiring friend and co-worker and mother 
sister, all of these roles that we have. So it's time to gift yourself the gift of intimacy with yourself. And this way you get to create a lot more spaciousness to receive whatever it is that you are looking for. So we're going to end here. And um, let me know what you thought about this. If any of the things that I mentioned struck a chord. And uh, we'll continue with another topic next time. And if this was something that you found useful or or even provocative, then leave a rating and a review. It helps so much. Subscribe to the podcast. Check out the free gifts that you get when you join my email list. And until next time, stay in the vibrant flow. Thanks again, now I'm all about that Don't you swing it